Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. So Big Lou was at it again. Do you remember Big Lou? Big Lou from two weeks ago when I was telling you about him? Possibly. We've talked about a lot of radio commercials the last couple weeks. That's true. So Big Lou was a couple weeks ago, we were talking about him. I was on my way home from work and I had it on some local station in St. Louis and it was, I'm Big Lou and I'm on drugs too. And I didn't know uh, yes. who this mystery man was. <laughs> well, today it's, I was fresh into my journey home and I was excited, you know, cause my, my rollerblades came into the mail today and, you know, <laughs> getting back into the way of the blade, but that's a, a conversation for later and all of a sudden this guy with big energy comes back on the radio right and he's like gentlemen are you on your third divorce (laughs) well i am not but you have piqued my attention and he starts going on and on i'm pretty sure it was about how like your wife's or you're now about to be ex-wife is going to take all of your life insurance money which i'm not sure how that works because don't you have to be dead to collect said life insurance money yes also is this related to his last commercial about drugs i have no idea so i'm guessing that this greasy motherfucker's a lawyer <laughs> But whatever he was doing with his drugs is that's in the past. Now he's talking about getting guys to save their life insurance. And he's going on and on. And all of a sudden he just goes, because I'm Big Lou and I'm only on number two, as in wife number two. And it's like, what kind of fucking humble brag is that? Jesus. (laughs) What big dick energy are you bringing in here, sir? So that's Big Lou. I think we're going to have to do some research on him. Maybe even bring him on. I'm curious to know what what he does for a living. Because that's the thing. Does he just make sleazy radio commercials for a living? He's still never listed a company. I'm guessing he's a (laughs) lawyer by what he was talking about, but he never was like, you know, call Big Lou Law Firm or, you know, call Big Lou's Drugstore. There's never, he never says who he's working for. It's like, are you some underground market guy that we're just like supposed to know? who you are (laughs) if you know who big lou is you know who big lou is no no call to action it's like how do you want me to get a hold of you big lou because right now i'm going off (laughs) of nothing i'm looking for your second wife or i'm looking for some druggie in the alley i've got nothing (laughs) so big lou if you listen to this podcast which chances are you don't give us a jingle jangle i'm not giving out my phone number though because we're playing this game together all right all right (laughs) So that was my trip home. And then I got my rollerblades in the mail. And uh, I rollerbladed a little bit when I was a youngster, but I mainly skated on ice, otherwise known as ice skating. Yes. And I thought that it would correlate perfectly, but it's just <laughs> different enough. Oh my gosh. I'm going to I'm gonna have some learning to do. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. We were. Um, there's a lot more factors to, to rollerblading than there are ice skating. Right. I used to love rollerblading. Oh, I had a hoot on the 20 minutes I was on and I only wiped out once. <laughs> uh, I did buy a helmet. It's a pretty cool helmet, if you ask me. I used to go to, um, well, you're from the rough same area I am. Do you know where Kensington Metro Park is? Yes. So I used to go there and the big like paved multi-use trail that's like mm-hmm. a nine mile loop. I used to do that on rollerblades. See, I did 
roller haven, which was a roller rink, uh-huh. or like my really rough driveway. I'd drive, or <laughs> I, excuse me, I'd skate up and down it. It was like a goodwill pair of roller blades. We used the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want some good exercise. I'm sick of running. I love ice skating. Roller blading should be a, a breeze. And I could get going, but I couldn't stop or turn very well. And I was very <laughs> unbalanced. So I was on them for about 20 minutes. And it is a workout. If you're it not is. used to it. I know ice skating is a workout. And that's one of the reasons I bought them. But like, holy crap, my legs and my abs and my lower back were killing me. <laughs> Well, that's why I used to do it as exercise, um, like end of high school into college the first couple of years, like when I was home for the summer and stuff. And yeah, it is a crazy workout, especially like for a sustained period of time. Oh my God. It kills your ass too. Um, oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have, well, I had for a long time lingering scars from my worst ever rollerblade wipeout. They've kind of gone away recently, but um, I used to have like discoloration on my knee and like all the way up to my hip from when I like wiped out on my rollerblades once. It was really bad. Well, now you're going to have to tell the story. It's not that cool. I was rollerblading home from, I had gone up to like the store or something. I don't remember where I was coming back from but I was rollerblading through my neighborhood on a sidewalk. And you know, like the, not rumble strips, but like the little, the raised things before a crosswalk. I'm pretty sure they're for um, like visually impaired people. But it's oh, like no, no, the, no. I, the I, little raised. The thing on the sidewalk, like the metal grate thing. Not the metal grate. It's like on a on the ramp down to the road. It's like a, a rectangle that's usually red and it's got like little bumps on it. That's also, yes, what I, that's what I meant. I guess grate wasn't the best <laughs> word, but yes, we are on the same. Same wavelength right now. Okay. Well, I hit that with my rollerblades, which I've gone over those with rollerblades before and it's never gone this poorly, but for some reason it went really poorly this time and I skidded and luckily I was wearing a helmet because my head hit the ground, Mm -hmm. Um, but I basically skidded across the asphalt on my left side. So like I had just scrapes and like scratches and tears all the way from like my knee to my hip. And then um, on my shoulder too. And it was super bad. And I was wearing like jean shorts and it went like it scraped underneath my jean shorts. So then, you know, to go home, I then had to rollerblade the rest of the way home. And I was like crying because the jean shorts were rubbing against these like open wounds that had rocks in them. Um, And then it was, you know, like too big to cover with a bandage. It was like my entire hip was just an open scrape. It was terrible. How old were um, you? This was like sophomore year of college Ugh. during the summer. Ugh. So I had like weird discoloration on like my entire leg, like upper leg for a while from that wipe out. And you never brought your rollerblades to college now that I'm on I did actually. You did? I didn't use them very often. I went around the Bulldog Mile like twice one time and I was like this feels weird and then I didn't really ever do it again. Oh see because my <laughs> thought today I was like man I wish I was good at this and had them in college like I would have longboarding get out of here give me the way of the blade. <laughs> I was far too um, socially anxious for that. Yeah, I would college not will do that to you. <laughs> but like go back now and want to be in college now. <laughs> 
step number one, want to be in college and go back and then True. go back with your current confidence in the blades. Well, tell That's you what. a recipe for a good time. If I get accepted to the grad program at OSU next year, I will rollerblade around OSU's campus like a college student. Dude, I will <laughs> take a trip out there and rollerblade with you. There's not Perfect. great paths around my house. I was going to go at the park right next to us mm -hmm. and I made it to the church like right near my house and I was like nope <laughs> like <laughs> this is already going way worse than I thought so I just kind of rollerbladed around that parking lot and Hillary accompanied me on her bike and then we went <laughs> home and we went down like a street because the way our house is it's on like a street and then there's another street behind us and we both share the same alleyway which is where all of our garages are it's how a lot mm -hmm. of cities operate and we went past our street and started going down the other street that goes into our alley and I start going right because I, I can at least like get moving I'm good at that part it's the stopping <laughs> and turning I'm not good at so I start going and Hillary's like okay I'm gonna turn around and it's like okay like I'm and in my mind I was thinking well I'm gonna find where there's not a lot of cars and try to gradually turn well I forgot <laughs> that it starts going downhill a little bit oh no so there's no turning at that point and I'm assessing everything in my mind and I'm like well there's a little grass right there I could fall in but that's a long ways off and I was like there's a little grass right there and then in my stubborn mind I was like well I really don't want to have to fall if I don't have to I'm going to try to do something else <laughs> so I was like I've got a wide enough turn I can just turn into our alleyway and it worked so I was like okay I'll just kind of skate up to my garage and I'm you know I'm home at that point because we were ending anyways that's why we were going down that side street uh -huh. and then I hit a rough patch in the alley and oh, I fall no. and I caught myself on my hands luckily that was my one wipeout, and I pop right back up and I'm cracking up I think this is so funny I'm just having the time of my life I'm so excited <laughs> to learn the way of the blade but your jeans the jeans on the scratches reminded me of a story about my dad that I think needs to be told it also happened in Howell okay he was a teenager and they had a farm out there they raced horses and they were picking up some hay bales with the pickup truck right mm -hmm. and and his older brother Mark is driving and I think it was either my uncle Randy or my uncle Brent was in the passenger seat and then my dad was out back holding down the hay and this hay is stacked up right and they're going down some country road and somebody else might have been back there with my dad but I'm not sure and my my uncle Mark he, he starts going right he starts really going and it's like this you know nice sunny summer day <laughs> and he hits a bump and when he hits a bump, the hay and my dad kind of jump up with it. My dad's like, what the hell? Like, he needs to slow down or I'm going to go flying out the back of this truck. So he starts trying to scream at my Uncle Mark to slow down. Well, then all of a sudden, the wind catches him just right. And all of a sudden, whoop, he's not in the truck anymore. He's in <laughs> midair. And he's about to go in for a very rough landing. So he said this is what was going through his head when he did it. Thank God for the record that nobody was on this road because he would have just been ran over. Mm -hmm. My dad and his brothers all had near-death experiences when they were growing <laughs> up. My Uncle Mark was very sick when he was little. My Uncle Randy got hit in the head with a pulley in the barn. My Uncle Brent, they used to have a water tower in their first house um, in their backyard. And my Uncle Brent, when he was like six, I think, climbed three-fourths of the way up it and fell and oh was God. only saved because the doghouse broke his fall. 
Oh my God. My dad had this experience and then my uncle Kirk, they scared him and he smacked his head on either a tree or a truck or some piece of farm equipment and split his head open. Luckily, there were no cars behind my dad in this incident, but he starts skidding, right? And he's skidding on the ass of his pants in his brand new jeans. This is what he's always, he said the thing he's most mad about is he ruined his brand new jeans. (laughs) So he said after a while, his ass starts getting hot. His words, not mine. So he said the number, he did the worst thing he could have done was where he's, he put his hands down, right? To try to stop himself. Because he was just sliding along. He's like, if I knew, like, retrospect, I should have just, you know, just kept sliding until I stopped on my ass. Well, he puts his hands down. And when he does that, he goes into a tumble and just shreds his entire body. And I mean, like, head to toe, just road rash and scrapes and just all to hell. And I've seen a picture of him. It does not look pretty. And he, okay, I'm not going to say this part on the podcast. I'll tell you after the show. Yeah, I'll tell you now. He tore off one of his titties. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, That's like, you know, just to show you how messed up he was. He tore off one of his tits. And he said it took like a whole summer to recover. And all my uncles say the funniest thing, though, was that it was summer. And they all shared a room. And it was super hot because this was back in the 70s. So, you know, not great AC. They had like plastic sheets on the bed. They didn't use like normal sheets. And they said every morning, because <laughs> you'd get sweaty at night, so they'd all stick to the bed. Well, if you're not all cut up to hell, you're fine. But they said every morning they'd just hear my dad being like, ooh, ah, ee, ah, oh, like trying to peel no. himself off the bed. Brian Alexander, you are a legend. He goes by Fred, <laughs> but in this case, we'll go by his his real name. So yeah, when you said you were shred up and then you had the jeans, that's all I could think about was um, dear old dad flying out the back of a pickup. It's understandable. Yeah. Living in the 70s, man. I tell you. Sounds like a wild time. <laughs> Somebody saw you doing that now. Like, could you imagine if you were going down a road and you just see some teenager trying to hold down hay in the back of a pickup truck? You'd call the cops and be like, hey, <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> Not back in the 70s. They're like, oh, there they go. You know, somebody's got to get the hay home. <laughs> Today's episode of the Hit and Run podcast is brought to you by Noted by Nicole. For your next special occasion, pick up the perfect gift from Noted by Nicole Embroidery, where you can get custom designs on t-shirts, sweatshirts, hand towels, masks, bandanas, onesies, and more. Choose from one of her collections or ask for a custom design. You can find her on Instagram or Facebook at Noted by Nicole. Use the coupon code HAMPERSANDR10 to get 10% off any current or customized inventory. Shop Noted by Nicole for beautiful embroidered gifts for your family, friends, or yourself. As she always says, it's by her for you. Well, we have we do have a topic today, kind of. We have a loose topic today. This is actually um, revisiting one of our pulled out of the ass of our pants. That's not that's not the same. <laughs> Just pull the ass right out of the pants. <laughs> pulled this out of our butts. This was like episode two. We did this, I believe. Yeah, we it was talked like about two or three. The killer geese and the killer swans. Yes, that's right. Okay, so we're gonna revisit the National Geographic game. I think we're gonna call it the Nat Geo game. Um, so I have three National Geographics here. Well, that's not true. I have two National Geographics and one National Geographic History magazine. So I've actually done at least a little bit of preparation in in that I chose three specifically that I thought would be good topics. 
topics or would have good topics in them. So I didn't choose ones where there was stuff in it that was either really sad to talk about or um, things that I couldn't pronounce, which was a lot of the history ones. So we're a little prepared this time. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna give you three very general words to describe each of these magazines, and then you're gonna pick one and we'll go from there. Okay. So the first one is uh, feathers. That's the first topic. Ooh, what kind second, of feathers? Or am I not, are we just trying to get through this? We're just trying to get through this part. Okay. You're just picking which magazine we're gonna pull from. So feathers. So choice number one is feathers. Choice number two is city. Okay, we both live in pretty big cities. <laughs> Choice number three is gardens. Ooh, now spring is on the horizon, but feathers has tickled my fancy. <laughs> so I think, well, but we already did feathers in the last one because we ended up on geese. Let's it's not go actually about feathers. That's just a word I picked. Oh. I just picked a word off the front cover so you can pick one of the magazines. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go feathers. I was going to say right. garden, but you know what? My heart wants feathers, so we're going to go feathers. <laughs> All right, feathers it is. So this edition is from October of 2020, and the cover story is Reimagining Dinosaurs from Rainbow Feathers to River Monsters. Prehistoric icons get a modern reboot. Ooh, I, I was, was kind of hoping you'd pick this one. I was such the dinosaur kid. I remember Easter church services where <laughs> I would not read the Bible. I would take a dinosaur book to church and read that during the Easter service. And in hindsight, a little blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to pick a topic further, I'm going to need you to pick a number between 15 and 15 and 128. Ooh. Well, my gut instinct is 32. So we're not going to go with that. I feel like we have to get into the <laughs> hundreds. That's where the juicy stuff is. We're going to go with 127. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Right. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> as soon as you said into the 100s, I knew you were going to say 127. Well, 27 was another one of my baseball numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm flipping to 127. Get a nice sound effect in there. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, Ladybird, you want a couple of dinosaurs? That's what these dogs out here sound like. My goodness. All right. So 127 falls into an article about... Okay, the beginning of the article is far away. This article is called Saving the Amazon's Giant Raptors. Ooh. So we're talking about that birds sounds of prey. Dirty. One of the world's largest eagles. Wait, what? Say that again. Largest eagles? Raptors, like birds of prey. You've, I'm so lost right now. What do raptors have to do with eagles? Raptors are like big, scary birds. Oh, I'm thinking like, of like blue off of Jurassic World. <laughs> well... <laughs> There's a reason they're called raptors. Velociraptor and raptors as in birds, they're like, they come from similar histories, backgrounds. I don't know what the Bloodlines. The etymology there is uh, is similar. I don't know. I flunked zoology. <laughs> All right. I never actually anyway. took zoology. I took marine biology. I think I got like a decent grade. <laughs> So this article is about apparently one of the world's largest eagles, which lives in the Amazon in South America. So it's not a bald eagle. It's a harpy eagle. What the crap is that? So there's a picture here, which is obviously not helpful to our, our listeners, but you can oh see. Oh my goodness, that thing's terrifying. Yes, and the baby is very cute, but also scary at the same time. No, the, the baby baby's terrifying as well. <laughs> very fuzzy. I mean, baby birds are always terrifying to me. I think they're the ugliest things in the world. Um, 
I'm not really a fan of birds in general, which I think I've said on this show before. <laughs> Maybe um, we shouldn't have gone with feathers because we're going down a very <laughs> distinct path that we've already been down. That's true. But we can talk about the Amazon rainforest. How, what do you know about the Amazon rainforest? Well, I know that in Michigan, there's the Rainforest Cafe, a delightful <laughs> little eatery in the mall. That's like you're eating in the rainforest. If you haven't been there, you need to go. It's in Great Lakes Crossing in Auburn Hills, you know, right around Rochester. There are several of them. But the best one is in Great Lakes Crossing in Auburn Hills, <laughs> right around Rochester. It's so fun. I haven't been since my 10th birthday we went there. That's a lie. I think we went in <laughs> high school too. The food is honestly not great, but like every no, 20 minutes, not. there's like a rain shower and there's like a life-size elephante in there. It's pretty cute. It's really cool. And then they've got the gift shop with all their little mascots. Ugh, <laughs> so fun. Take me Places back. Places like that always used to disappoint me as a kid, though, because I always expected there to be real animals there and there weren't. Um, well, Nat, there's problem number one. It's like, <laughs> that's like going into Transformers and thinking you're going to see good acting. Lower the expectations <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but as a kid, you say the Rainforest Cafe. Okay, it's it's like the zoo. There's animals there. Oh, that's see, what with, I was expecting. With me, I'm like, oh, I bet there's dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. <laughs> and I think there were animal-shaped chicken nuggets. Probably. It's pretty on brand. Um, do they have the smiley french fries too there? Probably. Yeah, I think Dude, they do actually. It's so hard to find those now. <laughs> it's so hard to find. And they're so good. I don't know what they do to them. It's so close to a tater tot, but like fucks tater tots to death, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't say, I don't want to say I'm like not a fan of them, but I don't think they're amazing or like anything super special. Okay. Let's, so what's your top French fry? We've got crinkle cut. We've got curly fries. We've got waffle fries. We've got the standard straw fries. We've got steak fries and we've got smiley face fries. Definitely or waffle fries. Oh my. What's wrong with waffle fries? Why are we so far apart on food? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we should I don't think we should go down this rabbit hole again though because we always end up at odds when we talk about food. Curly fries if done right are the top dog. Waffle fries are I'll eat them if they're there, which is usually if I'm at Chick-fil-A, I'll eat them if they're there. I don't really know how to respond to you because I I mean, curly fries are good. <laughs> I'm not saying I hate all other types of fries. I just prefer waffle fries. They're the crispiest type of fry. They are, no, they're not. Yes, they are. No, because they're, they're not. So, now. <laughs> they have all the cross sections, which are crispy because they're too thin to be cooked well. So they're all overdone and they're crispy. No. A fry fry. It's called um, <laughs> shoestring fries. Those are the crispiest ones. <laughs> Except they're not because those get soggy the fastest. No, steak fries get soggy. I mean, yeah, they do. And waffle fries. I think waffle fries hold their crisp for the longest. Mm -mm. You dip your waffle fries in mustard too? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> yes, we are moving on. What else about the Amazon? It's got fun okay. animals. <laughs> Well, um, no, actually it doesn't. How much do you actually know about the Amazon rainforest? Uh, very little besides the deforestation going on there. The Amazon rainforest has some of the most terrifying and horrifying animals in the entire world. Oh, that I um, did know. And specifically, okay, so let me, let me paint you a picture here. Have you ever been, if you happen to have been to the Fort Wayne Zoo in Indiana? The children's one? Yes. Well, yes, I went yes. with uh, dear old Jen. Shout oh, out to Jen. Right. 
again. <laughs> okay, so you have you have an image of what I'm about to describe. Yes. So for our listeners, if you've been to the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo, you know that they have a very expansive rainforest exhibit. They also have like the swankiest zebra. We named him Eugene. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he was a baller. <laughs> Eugene. So the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo, I was born in Fort Wayne, so I used to go there all the time. It was like I grew up going to the Fort Wayne Zoo. It was my favorite place to go. Um, I've been there almost every year of my life until like recent years, but it is a really, really, really nice zoo. The exhibits are awesome. The They have all of the exhibits separated out into very like immersive continental areas. So yeah. every continent has its own exhibit part of the zoo. It's like every every continent is basically like its own little mini zoo. Mm-hmm. And um, the rainforest exhibit is really cool. There's, a, you know, it's a whole big enclosed exhibit because they actually like, you know, have to recreate a rainforest sort of environment. So it's like a big greenhouse but the most interesting part of the rainforest exhibit at least to me when i was a kid is they have like a um what's the word it was like a discovery station like a uh, a building that you go into in between parts of the the um the whole enclosure where yeah, there was we, like um, we dodged a rainstorm in there yeah so um, they have a couple of exhibits in there, like they have a couple reptiles, and that's where the Komodo dragon used to live, but mm-hmm. now he has an outdoor exhibit up over by um, the seals instead, or the sea lions, I mean. And um, the Komodo dragon, for some reason, I really liked the Komodo dragon as a kid. Um, it was like one of my favorite animals to see, even though he never did anything. But I loved the rainforest house. There was tons of cool stuff in there. There was like um, like fake binoculars. I was totally blanking on the word for binoculars. <laughs> the um, thing that you see like, through fake binoculars to look through that showed you like a little video and there's a big um a big i think it's either like a, a mammoth or a or an elephant possibly um skeleton in there yes and yes i do remember that yeah so super cool part of the zoo everything you're explaining right now is amazing not scary yes. i'm getting to the scary part so one of the the features of this cool building is they have drawers that you pull out and they have like preserved bugs in them and all the drawers are labeled with the different types of bugs and i always used to only look in the butterfly and moth drawers because i knew that the other drawers were scary so you're not even talking about scary animals you're talking about scary bugs yes scary bugs that are over two feet long i don't remember those (laughs) yeah so when i was a kid i used to know that they were labeled i only opened the drawers that had that said butterflies or moths there were like three drawers that were butterflies and moths gorgeous butterflies in the amazon but on this day someone had switched the labels On the drawers. So the drawer that I opened that was labeled butterflies was not, in fact, butterflies. It was a two-foot-long, some sort of fucking, like... I don't even know what it was. It was just gigantic. Literally, I mean, I was like eight. It was the size of my head, at least, or like the length of my arm. Did it have pinchers? I have no idea. I just have an image of a huge bug. I don't even remember any features of it. Um, I've never opened those drawers again, though. It was really? such a traumatic experience for me. I have not touched them again. If we went this summer and found a way to get there, you would not open those drawers? I would not. But now it's for discovery. <laughs> Now you have to go back and 
confront your fears and if find out what that bug is. If someone else were to open the drawers and I were to look inside them, I think that would be okay, but I will not myself physically open the drawers. What if we'd take it on a step-by-step basis where somebody <laughs> first opens it for you? Say someone has to check and make sure all the drawers are correctly labeled so yes. that I know what to expect. And then you pull... I don't, I was acting like everybody could see what I'm doing and I'm just like <laughs> making a pulling motion in my empty office just for me because you can't even see me. No, I can't. Um, but what if you then, step two of the rehabilitation program, <laughs> you open that drawer. Would you do that? If someone were to open it for me and like check what was inside and I knew what was inside going into it, I could probably do it. Or what if... Because this one's more plausible. You are visiting Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm, we're going to do is we're going to go to the zoo because you love animals and it's free. Will you go to the bug house? Because Hillary won't. <laughs> there's a bug house? There's Yeah, there's like, there's a butterfly house, but there's a bug house attached to it. And let me rephrase this by saying- What does the bug house entail? I don't know. We've never gone in really. We've gone through to get the butterflies. And I'm not- for the record, she would go in if I wanted to, but I'm also like, eh, it's a bug. But that means that you're going into the unknown and there's just bugs. Will you do it? I mean, I don't have like a horribly traumatic experience associated with it, so probably. Okay, so that's step one. Step one, <laughs> you conquer the bug house of St. Louis. Step two, we'll end up at the Fort Wayne Zoo and somebody will open the drawers for you. And then step three, you open the drawers yourself. And then step four, you pet that bug. Okay, well you can't do that because they're under glass because they're actual Shh. like dead bugs. Shh. We'll find a guy or a girl. <laughs> Somebody's gotta have access to that. I don't think they do. What if there's like an ima or emergency? What if there's an emergency hammer where you're just like, Psh, and then you pet them? <laughs> I don't even think you could wreck it with a hammer. It's like plexiglass. Um, Dynamite. <laughs> I don't think that my fear of the bug drawers at the Fort Wayne Zoo is worth damaging the Fort Wayne Zoo. Well, damn that. Now I want to know what that bug <laughs> is, though. Was it brown? Did it look like a turd? I think I think it looked like just like a huge walking stick, like some kind of big, long, leggy bug. Could it hurt me? Like, does, is it the kind of bug that's going to bite me or sting me or do something know. else weird to me? I mean, if I had to guess, probably yes, because it's from the Amazon. And like I said, everything there is terrifying. But snap judgment, Nat. We're not about that in 2021. <laughs> I am not discriminating against the bugs in the Amazon. You can look it up. They're all terrifying. What do you think is more terrifying, though? The bugs in the Amazon or the crap you'll find in the outback of Australia? Because mm. I think I'd take my chances with the Amazon before I took my chance. No, I don't know. Now that I say that out loud, no. I don't like that answer. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I would take my chances with either of them. I think I have more chances of hiding in the outback than so I do. Here's what scares me about the, the Amazon rainforest more than any other part of it. The um, unknown? The Amazon rainforest is so dense. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know about like the layers of the rainforest. I Every do remember that. Every layer is essentially its own ecosystem. Right. Like there are like four different layers and things on the top layer never touch the bottom. Right. And vice versa. It's so crazy. And I just feel like there's so much and it's so dense and highly populated. Like the volume of things that could kill you is so much higher in the rainforest versus the outback where at least they're a little bit spread out 
out and like there's some open space and yeah, you could probably hide or like get inside a truck or something. There are no trucks in the Amazon. That's true. That's so true. I think if I had to choose a place to be left unsupervised and in mortal danger, it would probably be the outback of Australia versus the Amazon rainforest. Hmm. Yeah, you do have a point there. I wouldn't really want either. Oh, no. I think that the the rainforest scares me more. Yeah, it's kind of like the ocean. There's just a lot of unknowns. Because even the plants in the rainforest can be dangerous. Yeah. There are like gigantic pitcher plants. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's insane. I think, I don't remember the numbers at all. Our social media that... postings are going to give people nightmares this week. <laughs> Um, I don't remember the numbers at all, so I can't like give you actual facts, but I do remember seeing a statistic one time that like a huge percentage of the, like the known species of insects live in the rainforest. Mm. And like the number of species of animals that exist in the rainforest is like a huge percentage of what's known in the world. Right. Which is really cool. But also again, the density and like the, the sheer number of things, living things in the rainforest that could kill you terrifying also i feel like the possibility of getting lost is way higher right yeah it's i mean you wander in there it's almost like uh the forest uh what is it fangorn fangor lord of the rings two towers yeah i think so tree beard yeah <laughs> it's like that you don't want to wander in there because you might find a talking tree and you don't know what's gonna go down yes it all went good in the end but you didn't know you did not know <laughs> it could have gone worse if, Could have gone much worse. If Gandalf didn't show up, you know? And there's no Gandalf in the forest of the Amazon. That's true. I risk my case. I mean, we don't know that for sure. Maybe he's just that's hiding true. down there. Maybe that's where they sailed off to. <laughs> the woodland elves. Boy, the twists and turns of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the twists and turns of this show, let's talk about Wednesday. That's Yes, let's talk about Wednesday because we're going to get crunk. What is Wednesday, Nat? <laughs> Wednesday is not only St. Patrick's Day, but it is also our second H&R Live episode. And we are doing something super fun. We're doing an Ask Us Anything. I think it's usually like an Ask Me Anything, so it's like an AMA. But mm-hmm. it's Ask Us Anything. So you can literally ask us anything and we will answer your questions live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Hit and Run Live St. Patrick's Day special. Yes, and start sending your questions now. You know, message us on Facebook. You can just post onto our wall on Facebook, comment on any of our statuses, email us, call us if you have our number. We want your (laughs) questions and we want weird ones. Yep. Any question you can think of, we will answer it. Grab a- To some extent, maybe not fully. Yeah, I mean, we'll We'll siphon, obviously. But (laughs) we're not disclosing any like highly personal secrets live on on air, but- Keep it each and our fun. So yeah, grab a (laughs) a adult beverage. I know we will be and grab a- uh, what you call it? A question. <laughs> Grab one of those too. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. The H&R St. Patty's Special 2021. And you can follow our Facebook to see posts about that, get reminders, and get the link to join at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. But you also can follow us on Podbean, and you will get notified on the Podbean app when we go live. And go ahead and just follow us on Podbean to catch this show. You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you like to listen to your ear candy shows. 
follows. And like we always say, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Keep up with that. We're doing fun posts. You can give us our questions this week. And yeah, we just, we, we're trying to make a fun community and, you know, we, we love the support and keep listening. Show your friends, show your neighbor, show your dog, and even show your cat. And last but not least, shout out to the sponsor of the Hit and Run podcast this season, Noted by Nicole Embroidery. You can find her on Facebook or Instagram at Noted by Nicole, and you can get 10% off any current or custom inventory order by using the coupon code HAMPERSANDR10. So Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that we literally never agree on anything food related, like literally anything. We also learned that the Amazon rainforest is scarier than the Australian outback, but not by much. And we learned that we have no idea what Big Lou does for a living, but it's probably not a business we'd want to associate with. We also learned that Natalie's going to conquer her fear of the creepy crawly bugs at the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo. We learned that if you've never been to the Rainforest Cafe, it's a great time. Just don't expect real animals. And we learned that now is the time to either learn or rekindle the way of the blade. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.